Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you let Donald Trump near a microphone, what the hell were you thinking? This is the Friday, July 10th Passion of the Trump edition of the show where we finally get to talk about, yes, the Republican frontrunner for the 2016 presidential nomination, the Donald himself. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Trump's Taco Trucks. Are you hungry from all that border crossing, drug running, and raping? Some of you, we assume, are good people, but are probably very hungry. Trump's Taco Truck. We're happy to malign you, but even happier to make money off of you. If you would like to sponsor the show, well, we're happy to malign you, but we're even happier to make money off of you, too. fellow patriots. I was told by a couple of buddies of mine that I was talking a little low and y'all couldn't really see me that good, so I'm out of the truck now. I just wanted to let y'all know that me and my friends, we're going to be down in Laredo, we're going to shut that border down. There are several more truck crossing borders that we need to shut down. They're going to be posted on our page, Patriots to Shut Down the U.S. Border. If y'all want to check it out there, that would be great. We're going to shut their finances down. We will shut down their finances come 616. How are you doing today, my fellow patriots? Well, today I come to you with a heavy-hearted message that has been in some bad deliberation over. Uh, me and my brothers have already decided that we're not going to show up Monday. We're not going to go down there and shut the border down. I, I kind of jumped the gun and, and spoke out of turn. So uh, I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. Uh, I'm in a barred ride right now. I've got my boss man truck. My truck's in the shop. Thought it would have been out already. It's not. So uh, I can't go down there and risk somebody else's stuff. I, I would gladly risk my own. I give them my truck. Donald Trump is soaring in the Republican presidential nomination polls. Number one with the, not a bullet, but at least that little cork on a string that used to come out of those toy guns. Will they still make those? I, probably not. The only thing growing faster than his popularity is the man's massive ego each time he reads another story about his soaring popularity. God, he must be walking around sporting a raging chubby about how many people are writing, speaking, or sputtering his name in incoherent rage. You know, the sort of times that he lives for. Indeed, as much as I want to spend the next 20 minutes just riffing insults on what one Twitter wag termed a ham in a merkin... American, it's a pubic wig. You should really read Wikipedia once in a while. I, 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 I can't give him the attention he so richly deserves. I can't keep saying his name, yet you can't do a show about Trump without saying Trump. Unless you 
use a lot of like really insulting uh, metaphors and uh, similes or just outright make shit up about him, which is basically what I'm going to do. We also have to talk about why this guy is just so incredibly popular with a certain segment of the Republican base. I mean, he's not the only one sporting a chubby over the things he said, and the things he said are pretty bad, even for, you know, him. Um, I guess we should start with his now famous words uh, during his actual announcement speech for the presidency of the United States, in which he said that Mexican immigrants were drug runners, rapists, and some, he assumes, good people. Wow! 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 All I can say is wow! From any other candidate, there would be this furious backpedaling like uh, a French biker trying to avoid a 20 douchebag pileup on the Tour de France. But not our boy. No, he's never heard a soundbite. He didn't want to be about him. He hasn't exactly doubled down, but he has done the real-life equivalent of that shrugging guy emoticon that's all over the Internet. Senior Ham Hair has maintained that look of smug, self-satisfied egomania that only someone running for political office who has no intention of winning can do while saying the most horrible things he can possibly say. And what he said about Mexican immigrants, though he would like to predicate that as that he meant illegal immigrants, is what some of the rabid, rednecked racists that comprise the GOP, though some of you, I have to assume, are good people, actually think about Mexicans, and they don't bother to parse them into divisions of legal or illegal. To them, every back is just as wet. That is the secret of his mouth. He can say what the base wants to hear without repercussion or fear of alienating the moderates because none of them are ever going to vote for him in the first place. It's a brilliant strategy, not a political one, but a monomaniacal aggrandizing of his personal ego. Do you get your pants custom-tailored? Well, you probably have to, with a set of balls that big. What a set they must be. Huge and shiny, I'll wager. But I'll tell you, that shit's working for him. Uh, Jamel Bowie and Slate wrote... But just because Trump is an unqualified vanity candidate doesn't mean he's unimportant in the story of the 2016 GOP presidential primary. Why? Why does Trump have a hold on this thick slice of the members of the Republican base? The answer is, unlike professional politicians in the race, Trump is, from his views on immigration to the, quote, issue, unquote, of Obama's citizenship, one of them. Trump was placing second nationally in the polls and in Iowa and New Hampshire. He has now moved to first, according to two polls, because the bile he is spewing is sweet, sweet nectar to the brain-dead masses comprising the Republican primary voters. Though, I assume, some of you are not idiots. Since he spoke those words, endless revelations about El Douchebago Supreme being quite happy to say that Mexican immigrants are the rapiest rapers and the druggiest druggers who ever raped a raper drugger, but he's also damn glad to hire them as cut-late labor for his myriad construction projects and, I assume, uh, his many hotel house-cleaning staffs. Hefe is also quick to point out the feckless finger of fuckery at the media who completely distorted his statements with the literal words coming out of his mouth during the announcement. 
But the base loves to blame the lamestream media for their lying ears and eyes when they hear and see things they don't want to admit is actually true. Donald the Dick has also noted how the rest of the country, and for some unexplained reason Mexico, has taken great umbrage with his plain talk. There has been, in his words, some damage to his brand. Which is a lot like saying someone keyed your Yugo. I mean, sure, they they actually did some damage. It's just that no one really gives a shit, probably not even you. And trust me, people are keying up that Yugo. Trump says in his statement, I've lost a... Uh, I'm sorry, I gotta do him. Hey, uh, I lost a lot during this presidential run defending the people of the United States. I mean, I've always heard it's hard for a successful person to run for president. Macy's, NBC, Serta, and NASCAR. NASCAR. NASCAR, who is also asking people to take down Confederate flags. I might have to start watching. NASCAR have all taken the weak and very sad position of being politically correct, even though they're wrong in terms of what is good for our country. Univision, A, because 70% of their business comes from Mexico, in my opinion, is being dictated to by the Mexican government. It's an American... Never mind. Never mind. You, you, You can't apply logic to the Trump. None of this actually seems to bother our man T, and it continues to play into his hand with the doucheaholics who think he's being a straight shooter and really telling it like it is. I mean, after all, somebody's doing the raping, Don. I mean, you know, it's. it's I mean, somebody's doing the. Just think it's women being raped. Well, who's doing the raping? Slack-jawed mouth-breathers aside, though some of them, I assume, breathe with their mouth closed, the establishment of the GOP is not exactly thrilled by the human Doritos run for office. Rancid Prius, I'm I'm sorry, I'm being told that's Rince Priebus, chairman of the Republican something or another, allegedly called the orange fluff and asked him to please stop damning the Republican Party with the things they actually believe but can never actually say out loud, except the fundraisers carefully swept for cameras. Hey, someday, guys, you're going to figure out that cell phone video thing. I don't hear it clicking, do you? Do you hear it clicking? No. Then there's something wrong. We're doing something wrong. Here it is. Oh, we gotta wait. Here. Heb Bush. I just love saying Heb with the exclamation point. Always say it. Heb with the exclamation point is sprinting away from El Loco Trumpo like well, like he was a well-garnished turd presented to a donor at a $5,000 plate fundraising dinner. Except, you know, the, the turd has an implausible toupee. But Trump, Trump doesn't lose faith. He hangs on. Trump, and these are his words, actually thinks. I have great relationship with the Mexican people. I have many people working for me. You can look at the job in Washington. I have many legal immigrants working for me. Many of them come from Mexico. They love me. I love them. And I'll tell you something. If I get the nomination, I'll win the Latino vote. I will win it. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you Actually, Trump doesn't really believe this, but it's just the sort of thing he likes to say, just because it's outrageous. If you look at Trump as performance art or really interesting right-wing comedy, he might be the answer to the question, why Republicans aren't funny? Because they can only be funny when they're being real. 
Fox News is frantic to find any reason to keep the aforementioned artificially quaffed piece of shit out of the debates, messing around with financial disclosure dates, hiring Latino bouncers, bringing in a mariachi band, all to keep him out. And that financial disclosure thing is a pretty big deal for the hair, because he's rich, but he's not as rich as he says he is, and he's got to disclose where his money's at, which is really just going to fuck with his whole self-image thing. A lot of people, myself included, think that the DTs will shake us around for, uh, I don't know, he'll say some obnoxious things and flame out like a poorly lit fart after a month or so. This is the pattern for impossible and implausible Republican candidates. And if ever there were an impossible and implausible candidate, it's this guy. But why does this yellowing turnip of a human being and others of a stripe like Cruz and Huckabee appeal so strongly to those in the Republican Party who, like anyone, saying the horrible things out loud they actually believe in? I read an article by Damon Linker at The Week who had this to say, That faction's roots go much further back than 2012 all the way back to the origins of the modern conservative movement and the, the right-wing populism of the post-war John Birch Society and similar groups. They were a ragtag conglomeration of ideological radicals animated by rage against the various actors, forces, trends, and policies of the mid-20th century American life, the New Deal, big government, communist, Negroes, elites, decadent city folk, Catholics, Jews, immigrants, feminists, homosexuals, and secularists. Some of them feared them all. Others focused on one or a few. All of them saw the world through a fog of paranoia and conspiracy. More than 30 years later, they've grown and spread like a fungus thanks to the fertilization efforts of Rush Limbaugh and Roger Ailes. The populists are now the base of the party, its most loyal and devoted members, surpassed only by super-rich donors for the influence among the party's leading politicians and strategies. Winker goes on to just demand that the party shed these people entirely, but that's not going to happen. Not now. And the reason why they can't? The reason why they won't? Well, modern politics, especially in the primaries... Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, They know Trump isn't going to win, but he's saying things they actually believe, the bass, I mean. The problem isn't Trump, the problem is the Republicans. Not all of them, some I assume are good people. Sorry, I had to do that at least one more time. No, but most Republicans don't believe in it. It's just a small, very vocal group who vote a lot, who basically are the primaries. The birthers, who the queso carried the flag for, if you recall, the racists, the border wallers, the gay haters, the Confederate flag wavers, the black-on-black crime people, and George Zimmerman all formed the furious, seething hate storm at the core of the Republican base. And you need those people to win the nomination. While a few candidates, uh, too few, have distanced themselves from the vile things dropped from Trump's mouth like nuggets from a goat's ass, most of them have found gentle ways to appear as though they agree with him without coming right out and saying they do. All except Ted Cruz, who somehow wants to run 
as a Latino, even though the kid from Powder is more Latino than he is, and yet still agree with hating on Mexicans. The ability to hold two mutually negating thoughts as both being equally true is key to being a hard-right conservative. And Ted Cruz is a master of this art. It's frightening, really, how good he is at it. The base problem is perplexing the Republican establishment and delighting Democrats. How do you field serious, viable candidates in national elections when they must be vetted by the kind of people who wear tinfoil-lined underwear in case the government ray guns stimulated their generals for gay sex? Heb, with an exclamation point, is competent, electable. He's a dude whose policies are actually quite conservative, but when you compare him to a guy who's claiming Mexicans are coming to rape their daughters and enroll in Obamacare, and people who aren't sure which of those two things is actually the worst, makes Heb seem closer to Bernie Sanders. Oh yeah, I'm going to use the hell out of that drop. Use the hell out of it. Every time I say his name, you're going to hear that. But no, it does make him sound closer to Bernie than it does to Donald Trump. Romney had to run so far to the right in 2012, he was never really able to come back to center, even uh, enough to, to, to win the moderate vote. That 47% gaffe wasn't even close to the contemporary derpitude that is going around now, but when you blend it with the other things he said to appear rabidly right in the primaries, it was enough, and everything you say or do lives on via the internet. John Stewart may be leaving The Daily Show, but the art he pioneered of streaming to shit you actually said in one long montage of truth, that's going to live on. And right now, candidates besides the orange are saying stupid shit about gays, Mexicans, blacks, everyone not from a deep red state in order to woo the demonic base to lending their infernal support. On the left, our, our, our base is, well, it's weird. It's a collection of cause heads and interest groups spanning the obvious minorities, women, um, the out and about, to just the pure batshit nut jobs like PETA. But our fringe groups are annoying and ridiculous, rarely dangerous. We've managed to weed most of them out over the years and exile them to places where they can't really do any harm, like, like adjunct professorships at Berkeley. They're too busy trying to pick day-old bagels out of the dumpster to survive to ever do anything. By and large, the left-wing base is busy screaming mic check at protest marches to ever actually impact our politics. Some of us might like a little shit-stirring from the base, but we accept that our message does better over time by leaving out the crazy. The problem on the right is that their base is also dying off at a good clip. I mean, they're just disappearing. I mean... Sure, you've got your Stormfront racist and your, you know, your neo-Nazis, but most of them are or soon will be convicted felons and won't be allowed to vote. No, I mean literally disappearing and not being replaced. The right wing's base is disappearing faster than my chances of ever being on an, this American Life segment. And for much the same reason, because young people won't listen to them and certainly don't like them. And on top of that, you know, they're actually dying, like physically, you know, ceasing to exist. Republicans are old and the youth 
aren't replacing them. Even those who actually lean right on the political scale run libertarian rather than Republican. And while Rand Paul's name might stir a lot of support, his actual supporters are probably too high on their legalized pot to ever make it out to the polls. In the end, the biggest shift that will kill the base is actual pure racial demographics. And one of the reasons Trumpo the clown is battling with them. Within 20 years, Latinos will make a huge swath of the voting public. And beating on them like a knockoff piñata is not going to win you elections. But then, also, neither will Donald Trump as your candidate. That's the show for this week. We thank the band Hypnostate, as always, for the show music. You can find their work on Jamindo.com. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Follow us on Twitter at the Hell underscore podcast and on Facebook. I actually did get the Twitter handle right. The Hell underscore podcast. It's a bad Twitter handle, but it's what we had. We close out tonight with the music of James Taylor, who reminds us that way down here, you need a reason to move. Feel a fool running your stateside games. If you lose your load and leave your mind behind, you too can run for the Republican presidential nomination in 2016. See you all next week. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.